Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your host, Megan Reynolds. And I'm your other host, Madeline Davies. And this week we are doing, we're doing things a little differently. A very big and important and insane event that eclipses most other things that we would talk about occurred over the weekend. It is the royal wedding. It's a royal wedding extravaganza. We're doing a royal wedding extravaganza, (laughs) and we are speaking to Jezebel's very own senior staff writer, Kelly Faircloth, a royal expert, a royal expert who decamped for England last week and is still there. Kelly, I was old brighty. Yeah. I am so tired. (laughs) Can I just say, I can't believe how varied the temperatures are. Really? That's really what I've walked away with from this entire experience. (laughs) It's like at night I shiver and during the day I sweat and I can't believe that I can't believe that this is what it's like here. Wow. (laughs) Well, and you like know what nighttime temperature in England is having now slept on the road like a little street rat. Yeah. I want to be technical. I did not sleep on the road. I slept on the grass next to the road. (laughs) I didn't really sleep. I sort of sat and read in a camp chair borrowed from a very nice woman from Northern Ireland. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so kind of her. sat in a camp chair. Oh, God. I'm glad she was there. I really just want to shout out to all of the very nice people who were also camping out overnight who, like, really took me under their wing. Like, all these British women kept trying to feed me. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) There were these people down the road for me, and in the middle of the night, I would just hear, Kelly, how are you? Are you okay? (laughs) That's so sweet. Oh, my God, I love this. I can't believe, like, the camaraderie around, like, you group of weirdos. (laughs) Yeah, it was really heartwarming. It was really beautiful that we all came together to do this completely ridiculous thing. And they weren't getting paid to do it. No, they sure weren't. They no. were there for the love of the game. <laughs> they were. Let's let's back up a little. You have been in England since last Wednesday, is that correct? Yes. And tell everyone why you were there. So Harry and Meghan, you know, Who? has Just become kidding. like hugely famous in like six months or whatever. It's actually two years. Time is compressed. And they've become this like huge international news story. And so they announced that they were engaged and needed to be married. And so I was like, well, I got to know, you know, I've got to go and see it because like, he's the last one. Like, you know, there's no other siblings. Mm -hmm. Like nobody cares about Beatrice and Eugenie. Nope. As much as they would prefer otherwise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, you know, don't let this get back to Prince Andrew because he would not be happy, but um, nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) He is one of our most prolific listeners, so I can't promise He emails me every week, so I'll just... It's okay. So this was the thing. This was the big show. And I was like, I'm not missing this. That's how I feel myself shivering on the ground (laughs) on the long walk in front of Windsor Castle. Yeah, I think you earned every single penny that that trip cost. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, okay, so the wedding, as we all know by now, is on Saturday. What did you do prior to your overnight camping session on a patch of grass? Basically, I wandered around their yard. That's what I did because they live in Kensington Palace. So that was a cool, non-creepy thing that I did. Totally. They had like knockoff royal wedding cake in the cafe attached to the gift shop. It was delicious. Oh. I was like kind of skeptical about the royal wedding cake after being really enthusiastic. And then I was like, I don't know, maybe it'll taste like soap. 
It does not taste like soap. It's delicious. I've had four different knockoff varieties. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> what was the cake? What was the cake? Like, what well, I don't, what was their wedding cake? It was like lemon elderflower. Oh, Ooh, I love an elderflower. You know, apparently they put a lot more sugar in their icing than they do in American cakes now that Ooh. during the horrible rain of buttercream. Right. And every one of them has been delicious, which is neither here nor there. I actually went to the bakery that officially made the cake, mm-hmm. hoping that they would have like real knockoffs. They didn't have any cake. What? And so I got quiche and a salad. And I was so happy when I got the salad. I could have literally burst into tears. A vegetable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so nice to see a vegetable abroad. Yeah, it wasn't a meat pie. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> um, oh, man. Thursday, I get up and I go to Windsor to sort of like feel it out, right? Mm-hmm. I'm there not 30 minutes. And I see Hoda Kotb hosting the Today Show just like wandering around. <laughs> in this beautiful light pink coat. And then I look up and this woman is passing us and says, oh, you know, oh, hi, go have a good time. It's Gail King. Oh my God. CBS. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So basically everybody was there. It was like, in, there was like, just like NBC people everywhere. Like every time I turned on my phone to try to like scam off of somebody's Wi-Fi, there was an NBC field ops hotspot somewhere nearby. <laughs> oh my God. They, they had these like really cool like placards too that were like branded for the royal wedding. It was very nice. Um, <laughs> I love that. Imagine yeah, just like the peacock, but with a fascinator. Yeah, that's cute. Made out of its own tail feathers. Oh, sad. That's what <laughs> so, okay. So I sort of like cased it a little bit and like got the lay of the land. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was very like collegial feeling. It was nice. I like, you know, spoke to somebody from a local NBC affiliate in New York that I watched in the mornings. And it was... <laughs> Everybody was like really chill and friendly. And then over the course of the day, it was like people got more serious and more mm-hmm. serious and more serious. All of the media people, the tourists got like more and more excited. I was there on rehearsal day. So they mm-hmm. had like all of the like marching band people that would accompany Harry and Meghan marching up and down. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the day, there was all this excitement because it was like William and Harry did this unexpected walkabout, right? <gasps> And so I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's all happening for me. <laughs> and they started down and I was too far down the street. And they, they didn't even come around the corner. So I didn't even see William's bald head. Oh God. And all, all I saw was a police horse pooping in front of me. And I was like, wow, it's, what a beautiful metaphor. But maybe that police horse saw William and Harry. Yeah. And, you know, that was the connection. <laughs> it was the horse. Just got too excited. So I came back Thursday night and then... Friday, I went and I was like, I was there, there for the whole, the whole show. Wow. I'm so glad you did this. I'm like very warmed by how friendly everybody was, like from the fellow reporters to the fellow spectators where it's like, I feel like if that event was happening here, people would be very pushy. Mm -hmm. There would be a lot of like territorial. Like, this is my spot. Like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back and forth. And it just sounds like people were just like, would you like a crumpet? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, basically. (laughs) I literally saw, I was was interviewing one woman and she was like, well, we brought wine this time and that was smart. And then the guy next to her turned to her and was like, did somebody say they wanted wine? We have wine. And you're like, yes. And really (laughs) funny about it because she was like, everybody's really nice. It's weird because usually people in Britain aren't this friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not like a mark of like the British character to be like warm. Although I did like later in the day, some people who hadn't been there kind of wanted to get spots. Mm -hmm. And like, it was very funny to watch people very politely but firmly be like, 
no way in hell you did not camp out you cannot have a spot like it was very funny it was very polite sounding but very like hell will freeze over before I let you in here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I would shove someone probably if I slept on the ground and someone tried to get ahead of me I would be like no destroy them (laughs) I like peed here I marked my spot leave me alone been here for 24 yeah, fucking hours. Where did you go to the bathroom? Great question. There were porta potties. Kelly's they like, I like... wore a diaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. You had a stadium buddy. somewhere. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much where. That's I, a good I, I, I will not, I'm not paid enough to do that. I agree. 100%. <laughs> so there were a bunch of porta potties for the event. It was really well set up. Like there were like concessions. There was like fish and chip stands and there were coffee stands. Mm-hmm. But um, the bathrooms were all zip tied until the next morning. Oh. But definitely people had like broken into a couple of them very politely. Nice. But there were like <laughs> two of them that were open. Although it was very funny because people would be like, oh, have you gone? What is it like? And it was like, somebody had to give the bathroom report. It was like, do not go to the first two stalls. Go to the fourth stall. Because someone came back. She's she like, someone has literally food on the seat. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was disgusting. But she was like, how does anybody even, why would you do that? And it was a great mystery of our, our time. But we also, you know, everybody bonded over that. So it was great. It, was so it's like a, it sounds like it was like, like a music festival vibe. Yes, but with way fewer drugs. Right, way fewer drugs and celebrating and like way the more, monarchy. And like way more old ladies. Yeah, like kindly old women. Yes. I love it. So let's talk about the day of the wedding. The preamble is over. We have the scene. You sat in a camp chair all night on some grass. Dawn broke. It was Saturday. Today's the day. Megan will married. finally be deflowered <laughs> <laughs> in the royal bed. <laughs> so you were able to watch the wedding because they had like big ass like screens, right? Jumbotrons. And how crowded did it get as the day? The, you had a pretty good spot, it looked like. Oh, I was on the barrier and I was not giving that spot up for anything. Like I, after a certain time, I was like, I'm not going to the bathroom until this is over. Right. Like I do not need any more coffee. I am nope. here. Uh, nobody is getting the spot that I have worked for. It like really filled up, you know, it started filling up. Like I think the first trains were in five or five thirty. The and morning? Like, people started yeah, people started trickling in pretty early. And then all this and it was maybe around like nine thirty that I was like, all right, anybody who doesn't have like a first row seat isn't getting one anymore. Right. You know, the guests started arriving, which was like two hours early, which like only a royal could get away with a two hour early call time for their wedding. That's <laughs> insane. And also just like all your preparation proved worth it because you got the shot, Kelly. I did get the shot. I did. It was like, I mean, you know, like, honestly, it, on the one hand, it's like, who cares? Because like, there were like getting photographers sitting right at the front steps. Mm-hmm. Of the yeah, church. but it's yours. But I was like, but this is mine. I took it. And so like, <laughs> yeah. For people who don't know, Kelly got a shot of Harry and Meghan as they rolled by in their carriage. And it really looks like Meghan is like looking at Kelly, waving friendly 
at Kelly and like blessing her. On it's this a day. really, it's a really beautiful shot, Kelly. I love it. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's funny because, like, you know, I was like, well, oh yeah, this is like going to be extra good because it turns out when she came to the church, she came up the long walk, and mm. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get like a really early shot, and it's going to go on Twitter. I'm going to I'm going to go mega vi. <laughs> that is not what happened. Okay, because sure. They sure. drove. They just they flew up that long walk. Like they were just. <laughs> it was really not safe. Like it was. She should have gotten pulled over. Frankly, but the someone like there. threw like a McDonald's to go cup out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed us with their leftovers. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So she flew by, and then I was like, okay, no, it's fine. They're coming back by. And then they do this, they did this whole loop around the town. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it, but it was also like, I've never felt so much like a peasant in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you were a peasant. I literally was like a medieval (laughs) peasant sitting on the ground for a glimpse of these people. Like, I mean, I'm like the whole like long walk. It's this like two and a half mile lead up to Windsor Castle. So it's like they're looking down this road and up this hill. Mm-hmm. It's designed to make you feel small and to make you like appreciate the power of the king. And when they're like doing a procession, they're like, it's so asymmetrical, you know? He, they're waving to you. We know who he is. He doesn't know who we are. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And they're literally like, I, this sounds really stupid, but I forget how tall horses are. <laughs> I, they're <laughs> like, too tall, some might say. They're really like, you know, when somebody is on a horse or in a carriage, like that shit is like, it's taller than a pickup truck. You know, you're just like looking up at them and it's just this really weird experience. Like it's a, it's a trip. Especially for something that is just like all fanfare. Like these people like don't really have as much power as of course they once did. And like you were saying, it's like, oh, to show you how powerful these people are. But you're also just like, oh, you're just like really rich. Yeah. And it was interesting that rich. though because it was like definitely like there were a lot of flags going. I was definitely like, oh, I also understand being here, the role that this has played in like empire, you know, like mm-hmm. sort of the way that like even after like Victoria had less formal power, like that was still used to further that cause, that symbolic power. It's like, it really does like a number on your head. It's still very real, even though like they can't, like if one of them tried to do something real, like they'd be like, bye. Like you can (laughs) enjoy living in Monaco. (laughs) That's that's like fascinating to me. I get it, but it's like, oh, you kind of do have to be there to fully feel what this feels like and to get wrapped up in it. But I right. guess that once you're there, it's just so easy to just be like swept up. Ah! Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and it was like, as they're walking out, like they, you know, they did the national anthem and like everybody was singing God save the queen. And I was My like, God. wow, this is serious. Like this is, cause it's such a part of like celebrity culture in, in America. Like mm-hmm. you think of them as like being celebrities. I mean, because, like, you know, the closest thing we have to royalty are the Kennedys, and that's, like, the most try-hard thing in the world. But the Kennedys are not royalty. Right. (laughs) They are not American aristocracy, you know? No. Being there in person, you are kind of like, oh, right, this is, like, a different thing. Okay. Were you moved to tears at any point during the ceremony and or during the singing of God Save the Queen? (laughs) I was not, because I was mostly like, whoa, this is, but, like, other people around me kind of were. Like, they were Mm. getting emotional. Right. Um, people are like really invested. It's like, you know, I definitely got the sense that people are like genuinely fond of Harry. Maybe in a way they aren't even fond of William. I think that like a lot of people see him as like 
more down to earth or something. Right. Yeah, he's like the rough scallion. <laughs> yeah, and he's been, like so public about like, you know, needing to get therapy and stuff. I think that people are like, oh wow, that's so nice of you so like, people are genuinely moved by him. Like when um he first saw her, they cut away and they cut back to him and he was like, you know, sort of like wiping his nose and <laughs> and like the whole crowd like awed in mass. Like, oh my god. <laughs> thousands of people simultaneously they were like Oh, it was. Oh my! I love a that. Trip. Wow, I hate love, but I love this. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitter wench, but this is true. This truly moved me. I, because I'm shallow, mm. would like to talk about the dress. <gasps> yes. So there was a lot of guesses about what she would wear. People said it wasn't going to be McQueen because that is what Kate Middleton wore. Right. What she ended up wearing was a Clairweight Keller design um, from Givenchy. Mm-hmm. It was like a beautiful dress. Yeah. And how like Katy Perry did say it needed one more fitting, but Rude. she should. She should not talk. I mean, she Ever. should so I can make fun of it, but that's <laughs> it. Um, she was only able to talk because she wasn't actually invited. Sorry, Katy Perry. Was <laughs> Taylor there. Taylor's on tour. Just kidding. Taylor Swift is for sure not getting invited to any of their shit. Fucking kidding me. As um, try as she might. I find it very funny that, like, because the rules are so specific of, like, what they can wear, mm. where it's like, oh, look at this modern bride. She's so risky. She wore a boat neck. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, ooh. Like, <laughs> I know. It is funny because it's like, I don't know, like the only part of it that like really registered to me was like, you could see the tiara. I was like, oh, that's why they wear all the jewels. <laughs> like, <laughs> But like, it was beautiful. Tiara was gorge too. When in my life do I get to wear a crown? Whenever. I'll wear a crown to work this Yeah, week. do that. See if that works <laughs> out. See how that goes. I love the dress personally. I liked it better than Kate Middleton's. I, again, I thought it was beautiful. I just think it's funny that people are like, what a risk. Yeah. She's truly a modern bride. Well, it was very simple. Like, there wasn't that much lace. There was, The lace was on that fucking 25-foot veil or however long that was. With And I believe it was embroidered with, like, flowers relating to the Commonwealth or something. And the monarchy It had, like, there was a lot of symbolism in the veil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought the dress was... It would not be out of line for, like, Kate Middleton's dress felt very, like, princessy to me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of all of the lace. This dress was, to me, one that, like, someone would wear here to, like, a normal wedding. Like, not a monarchy wedding. Not becoming the Duchess of Sussex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the ceremony? I really enjoyed it. It was funny because it was, like, I really enjoyed the homily. Like, the sermon that the bishop gave because it was, like... yes. This man is taking the Windsors to church, as we would say. Like, they looked so uncomfortable from the job of time. I really enjoyed the, like, sight of somebody, like, going to, because, like, you know, Queen of England, like, Queen Elizabeth is technically the head of the Church of England, and all Mm -hmm. these people are, like, high church royalty. And he was like, hey, what's up? This is, like, actually the important message of Christianity. Right. I really, I really really enjoyed it. But it was also definitely, like, you could tell that, like, this is not what necessarily Church of England people are used to. No. I watched the choir performance this morning. As the camera would pan across people's in the church's faces, everyone just looked like they didn't know what to do with their face. That's the opposite of how I usually feel, like in a like a like a Episcopalian church service. Because right. like I cannot the hymns, 
like just yes. really overwhelming music. There's many so much, I cannot keep up with them. Yes. So I was like, oh wow, finally something I can like kind of follow along with. <laughs> <laughs> This was actually a question that came out of our work, Beauty Slack, which is, oh, yes. did Meghan Markle's makeup in person look as, like, natural as it did on camera? Well, from, like, 15 feet away, it looked great. Like, it really <laughs> yeah. did. It looked like she was, like, it, like, now, you know, I hadn't noticed it, but now that you pointed out, like, she looked like the most beautiful version of her actual self. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like, <sighs> amazing. I hate her. She's so pretty. Just kidding. I know. She's, She's fine, so I'm sure. pretty. What changes about her life now? And I know that that's like a huge question that's not like easily surmisable, but like as far as rules go, is she like not allowed to act anymore? Because I know like actor has been like stripped from every bio yeah, that her, exists like, of her. Her official bio now like completely erased her acting career on suits. And are like princesses still like contractually obligated to like have heirs? I don't know whether like she's like contractually obligated to have kids or anything. Just because like honestly, the succession is covered. Like you know, first right. three Kate will probably like have another one. You know, it certainly seems like he every time he's with a child in public, he seems to really get a huge kick out of it. So like I mm-hmm. can definitely see them having one. Mm-hmm. I don't really know like anybody tells you you like can't act anymore. Right. Like this was definitely a big thing with I'm reading this book about Grace Kelly right now too. Mm-hmm. And this was like a huge thing with her. She was, you know, she was like, Oh, I st- I I I don't see if I can go back to acting. And Ramirez was like, No, you're not gonna be able to go back to acting. She was like, We'll see. And then she was like in talks with Hitchcock to do this movie Marnie, which like you definitely could not do as right. the of Monaco. Like it's his most Why too many rape most... scenes? <laughs> yeah, it's like that was the one you wanted to like get back in the game with, really? Um so you know, I don't know, like maybe if you want to be a princess and act. Nowadays it's different. Maybe if you want to be a princess and act and not be in Alfred Hitchcock's most like psychosexually weird movie, it's mm-hmm. different. But I do feel like still if you like take the job, you kind of know what you're in for. You know, you're always kind of marrying the family. Like, yeah, you know, right. so you're like next level marrying the family. As an aside, a fact about Marnie. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that the screenwriter, there's a rape in it. Okay. He rewrote it to be consensual. Oh. And then Alfred Hitchcock said, no, I oh. want it to be a rape. And then fired the screenwriter. Cool guy. Really? That movie's real messed up. Like, if you it's want super the ultimate, up. like, mid-century messed up ideas about a lot of stuff, movie, Barney's your movie. Otherwise, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I had no idea. That's really fucked up. Anyway. um, So, wait. Meghan Markle, she, so her job is now being the Duchess of Sussex. Like, she cannot work even if she wanted to. Is that right? I mean, I don't know, like, whether anybody officially told her she can't work, but, like, so I think, like, they're probably very gently, on some spectrum of, like, very gently to very firmly urged. That this mm-hmm. is, like, you know, there's sort of the core group of, like, quote-unquote working royals, which, like, I don't, honestly, like, I don't really see it as, like, a real job, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure they see it as a real full-time job. Right. So, like, 
our whole deal now is to do like engagements and philanthropy yep. and public appearances. I mean, her training as an actor and as the purveyor of that lifestyle site, The TIG, has really prepared her well for this, I would say, because she was always kind of the actor in Hollywood that sort of wasn't like, I mean, again, I've never watched an episode of Suits. I've heard from various sources who have that it's like not bad. That's fine. I'm still not going to watch it. But I feel Megan like Megan is like preempting any. Uh, <laughs> she's making sure to guard herself against any suits fans who might come for her. <laughs> it, with the fan I'm speaking of, I think one of my sisters has watched Suits and said it was not that bad. If, if anybody has been really emboldened by this marriage, it's the Suits fans. Yeah, <laughs> this really did mobile. I imagine this probably really mobilized them in a way that yeah. an unprecedented way. I think the kind of actress, the kind of actor that she was in Hollywood, she sort of like was already doing the kind of stuff that she would naturally already be doing, that she would end up doing as the, in this new role, the as, role of a lifetime, some might say. As reads uh, her bio, her new bio on yeah. royals.uk. That's right. A life of philanthropy. A life of, a life of philanthropy forevermore. Yeah. It is insane to like, I feel like the royal wedding that, of course, like stands out in most of our memories is like Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, and she is in that dress that at the time was very fashionable, sure. but now is like, ugh. It's a lot of dress. But like what strikes me is she is so heartbreakingly young. I know. In those, like oh she God. looks. She was, a, she was like a child. How like, old when was she? she married him. Like she, I think when they got together, she was like 19. Like she was like, honestly, I like get genuinely angry when I think about somebody letting a 19 year old like walk into that situation. Yeah. I'm just like, where were your people? Where were yeah. your friends and family? Like, cause she should not have been that marriage should never happen. Like she didn't understand what she was getting into. Clearly. She thought like that this was going to be a Barbara Cartland novel, you know, yeah. like it's just the footage is like genuinely upsetting to watch. Which is why like, both Kate and Megan are like two women in their 30s. Yeah. You know? Like it's just like, oh, that's yeah. nice. How nice for the royals to not marry off little girls. Right. <laughs> I do kind of look at it and I'm like, isn't it, you know, when everybody was like, oh, you know, like it's, it's not like Wallace Simpson anymore. And I'm like, yeah, because three of the Queen's children got divorced, two of them in a publicly like spectacular way. They've learned from their mistakes, at least to some degree, which is, like, nice to see, you know. Right. Like, it only took them, what, 900 years. <laughs> <laughs> Meghan Markle is 36. Older than Harry, I think. Right? He's 33. Love that. <laughs> love that. I just, I think it's nice because they really do look like they genuinely love each other. Or yeah. she's, or he is extreme. Her face was kind of inscrutable. It was kind of hard to read. It was either like self, like all of the pictures that I've seen are her with this just sort of like self, not even self-satisfied, but depending on the, like, I guess depending on you, on how you want to interpret it, it's like, I mean, she looked happy. A woman can't do anything <laughs> without being, her face being scrutinized, apparently. This is true. Can't go to the store. As can't a, as get married misogynist. to a prince. No. <laughs> she, I mean, she seems... Content and Harry just seems really psyched that he like locked this one down. Yeah. Let's see what else. Oh, she's a feminist. Oh yeah, that's the other thing that her UK her yeah. royals.uk bio says. There's a little pull quote. A feminist. Yep, that says as a feminist, etc. <laughs> that's really great, but also it's really funny to imagine like 
<laughs> her saying that, and then all the rows being like, oh, what an interesting tidbit. <laughs> let's, let's put it in her bio. And so we were like, she plays they, squash every Thursday. <laughs> they gave it like a pull quote. It says like, it's like a big thing. It's like heavily featured that Meghan Markle is a feminist. I just really envisioned some butler pursing his lip. She's also like always been a socialite. I think that like is illuminating in a way. I think it just sets her up even better. It just continues to like maybe I'm buying into it, but I feel like all of all of the things have just set her up for this and it right. just like she just happened to fucking have a friend who was like, "Oh, by the way, let me set you up with this guy, Prince Harry." Somehow magically, here we are. I guess I'm like comforted by the fact that, like, this is something that she wants. She's not yes. really giving up anything, it seems like. Like, I mean, she has not spoken publicly about um, her acting career, I don't think, about whether or not she wanted to, like, continue. Former actor Meghan Markle. Former actor Meghan Markle. It's hard to get a platform to figure, like, from a, like, a perspective of, like, if you want to, like, do philanthropy, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine a bigger position. I mean, it's like, it's tough because it's like you can't, you know, they're not going to let you get too overtly political. But like, right. there are certain things that you can do. Like there's like Princess Diana probably really did get the land ring tributes through, you know, like yep. there's stuff you could do. It's, it's a, it, But it's a hard question. It's like, you know, I guess, I mean, this one of the things that's going to be interesting to watch and see is like how, what can she really do in this position? What I, I believe is a final question for both of you. Mm-hmm. If you could be a royal, would you? No. Um, yeah, Kelly I don't, comes in with a fast no. Yeah, no I thought, <laughs> why not? Why not, Kelly? Just like, I don't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't want to be a celebrity. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. To some extent, I think they maybe can move around more than we think they can. Right. Because I think a lot of people, like, will leave them alone. And if they dress differently, maybe they're not as recognizable. But, like, yeah, I just feel like it's a cage, you know? It's a gilded cage, but it's still a cage. And, like, I just... I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable being part of the institution, I don't think. As much as I love a palace. <laughs> sure. It's a very thought, yeah. Um, a I, thoughtful answer. I also love a palace, a large home, a well-appointed home, etc. But I also really value my alone time, my freedom. And I think I would be really fucking bad at it. I don't like doing stuff that I'm bad at. So it's a no. What about you? I would be a lesser royal. I would oh. like to be like a shitty cousin. Okay, yeah. that could be fun. You know, like in the movie, like a pre-fame Benedict Cumberbatch would play me and he would be very <laughs> snotty and he would like be very into like the hunt, you know? Oh, I would. I okay, mean, I would consider a cousin of some sort. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Personally, I feel like honestly, as high as I'm going to go is like count us. After that, okay. I'm out. Like, I don't want to be any bigger than that. That's, yeah. I'd be perfectly happy to have, like, a, you know, a nice Jacobian mansion, you know, yes. some, like, you know, a couple, couple thousand acres, some horses, whatever, nice jewelry, and then I'm out, you know? Then I spend all the rest of my time in San Tropez. That's yes. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm on board with that, that vision specifically. My problem, though, is I would not want to be, like, a land keeper because I know, like, those places are so hard to maintain, we can which, again, is why yeah, I'm just, like, for that. I'm just like a broke aristocrat who just like stays at different people's homes and is just, you know, terrible to all the staff. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, someone would like marry an American and I would be doing like a lot of like eyes over okay. my drink. Like I I'm see. like, oh, well. I see. 
I guess the coarseness of Americans is not overrated or, you know, like that type of thing. I think I I would do, I think I would pull like a, I would not want to be like a princess or like a Meghan Markle or Kate Middleton, but I would do sort of like a weekend aristocrats style because I realized who I'm describing and it's so fucked up. Who are you describing? I'm describing... Cumberbatch's character in Atonement, who is a horrible, oh. horrible character. Bite it. You have to bite it. <laughs> it's okay. We learn something new about ourselves every day. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, that's what I would want. <laughs> yeah, I would like to. I'd have a big ass country estate and I'd let, you know. Hen parties like rent it out. That seems fine. Well, I would come to your estate. Okay. Don't ruin anything. And I would like slap a maid. I really want to have like just a nice gift shop selling yep. very expensive organic preserves. That's mm, what I want. Yeah. That sounds yeah. so nice. I would sell brocade. Well, I would just be very judgmental that you both would stoop to such a <laughs> commoner's <laughs> level. We are not the merchant class. <gasps> Kelly and I would ride horses to each other's estates and like talk about stuff and then go back. Well, I would shoot the horse once, oh. it, once it went lame. <laughs> I think that's enough. Kelly, thank you. Thanks, Fly Kelly. safe. We miss you a lot. We do. I'll see you guys soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. I know we said there would be no dirtiest dirt this we week. We did. And that this was going to be just a royal wedding smash. We did. But I do want to talk about the real American princess. Oh, boy. Lil Tay. Oh, Jesus. Just a little a little update on Lil Tay. A little Tay. update on Lil Tay. One, she's from Vancouver. Much, she's, she's Canadian, much like Meghan Markle. That's true. The other thing is a video came out of her out of character. It's not good. And it is one of the most depressing things ever. It's really not good. Go back, go back and say, like... No, you, you, you broke, broke ass bitch. You still, you, you out here, you are out here like with your irrelevant ass. You, you making a video on me? Like, bitch, I'm way more irrelevant than you. You're trying to be relevant and you're trying to be like me. Mommy, stop. I was filming. Lil Tavy popping on YouTube right now. Uh, what do you do? You need to be like more ignorant. You have to be like, ooh, Lil Tay, Lil Tay out here. Wait, what did he say again? You still irrelevant, like I said last time. What do I say? I'm a trend, trend. I'm a trend maker, and you a trend follower. You a Lil. It's basically she's being told what to say. Yeah. At one point, she screams, "Mom, I'm." Yeah. Which reminds me a lot of Rich Girls, the Nancy Joe sales call. Yes. Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers. I'm going to let you know how disappointing. Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers. I'm going to let you know how disappointed I am in your story. How horrible you me. You and this lied. Place, you stopped. You. you Stop it! Stop it, Mom! Stop!
Um, and we all know that turned out great for those girls. Yeah, it really worked out. But it just shows how, like, cynical everything is. Where it's like, one, I don't know what's worse, if that was a real little girl or that it's a character. I don't know. Yeah. And the other thing that, like, this child is being crafted for as an Instagram personality makes me, like, want to go in a time machine and go back to a time where we all died at 30. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Much like a time when the monarchy was still alive and well and, and powerful. Anyway, thank you for indulging my of sinister obsession. Um, it's okay. It's a terrible video. Um, with that said. <laughs> with that said. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast, and thank you very much to Kelly Faircloth. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Madana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts.